welcome to the Daft Souls podcast, episode number 17. And I'm joined by Mr. Chris Bratt. Hiya. And Tamara Zhang. Hello. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. How are Pleased you, Chris? to have you both here. Tremendously well. Matt, last time I came here, I got a quiche. You kind of know, right? That's all I'm saying. I'm quicheless today. <laughs> I know, there's no quiche. And actually, you know what? I was going to make a quiche today. <laughs> so, otherwise, it's probably for the best you didn't. Otherwise, it would just be like... I bet he does this for all the guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, you wouldn't feel special anymore. <laughs> just, right. oh, just getting standard quiche. <laughs> anyway, enough quiche chat mm. for now. Some more. First time on the podcast. Yes, I'm, I'm really excited to be in this room because I see so much of it on video. And I'm like, oh, so this is half magic of happens. Yeah. See half of I'm it. Seeing a lot, I'm picking up a lot of tips on like how to make sound in my area better. So I'm gonna, I've seen like equipment that I've got my eye on now. Not stealing. <laughs> I might be from East London. There is, some, there is some good stuff. It's mostly MacGyver though. It's mostly yeah. like... I, mean, I like it. That's what I like about it. My favourite part of this, this room in terms of the audio setup is the way I've put audio dampening inside the cupboards. Yeah. So when I open is the cupboards... Just because you know you have the doors open it's because I know that if I start putting audio dampening stuff on the outside of things mm. in my house my girlfriend will kill me ah right because <laughs> she doesn't want this I always, like always watch your videos and I was like why does he leave that open because I never yeah. noticed the thing and I was like oh maybe it's just because he's really proud of his shirt collection it's because the bounce back the bounce <laughs> yeah. back of, yeah see now I know I now get a lot know. of people actually you know I feel bad for them because I get a lot of people with OCD when they watch videos going oh, you know, shut the bloody <laughs> cupboard because like, they can't deal with looking at the mess behind me uh, while I do it Sorry about that, but unfortunately the mess is what makes the makes audio sense. sound nice. Anyway, tomorrow, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing, uh, I've had a lot of time to play a lot of games, and I actually have not played many games, so I'm not making very good use of that time. I played a bunch of Invisible Ink yesterday. And that, the see, day that looks really good. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Um, I thought, yeah, it's, it popped up on Steam uh, Early Access, and it's uh, clay, and clay? Clay? Clay. I don't know how you say it. Yeah, yeah, I, I had to check on their Twitter yeah. bio, actually. It's like, oh, these are the guys who made... Um, Mark of the Ninja. Yeah. And Don't yes. Starve as well. Yeah, yeah, Don't Starve. Mark of the Ninja, in my opinion best one of the best stealth games ever so mm -hmm. i was like and then i saw it was a stealth game and then i saw turn-based and i was like i'm oh, in I'll, yeah i'm the same I'll run through the checkbox turn-based yeah exactly uh, permadeath you you move around on a grid yeah. said, oh right okay it's 11 .99. and it is stealth xcom because it's early access what kind of a state is it in at the moment i was surprised i don't have i'm quite cynical with early access i'm not a big fan I, the, the few experiences that i have had i've not had good experiences with them you know mm -hmm. stuff like rust and stuff like that it's i'm sure the concepts are there but it's i require i like a little more polish and a little more mm. yeah substance to it so when i started it, i was like i mean this might be a bit weird but it's surprisingly well like it's yeah it, the, the, i played for about two or three hours and it felt like it was a completed product I think they've been working on it for, for really two years time, yeah. obviously before the, the early access stuff really kicked off so I think that that idea came in mm. after the game was already shaping is, is Don't Starve uh, generated the world is generated in the same way because it's randomly generated worlds uh, procedurally isn't oh, it procedurally yeah, yeah. sorry yeah procedurally generated worlds whenever you start um, is Don't Starve the same way I think so yes uh, yeah because I must thought, be otherwise yeah I yeah, thought yeah. like Everyone it, it would make sense that they use similar tech to kind of like generate the worlds and that kind of thing so it might be that they had like a little shortcut with that kind of stuff but it's, it's well possible, polished yeah. it's really good so like it's grid based you move around mm -hmm. you know I, I don't know about you but I, I, I wanted to live stream it and I found that it's kind of difficult to live stream I don't know if it's the algorithm or what but the, yeah every every time I start it the missions get to the elevator and yeah. a lot of the time it's got a fog of war thing so you've kind of like you move your agents you've got two of them um, first guy uh, I can't remember his name it's like Deckard or something like so, that yeah. he looks just like Inspector Gadget and um, <laughs> you get to move him around and it's like he's got really like, good high stealth uh, skills 
Wars, whereas the other character is a female called Internationale or something like that. She can hack from really far away. So you kind of move them around and you uncover the map as you go along and kind of there's uh, there's an exploration uh, uh, kind of like ranking. At yeah, the and end, that's how where much, the procedural yeah. stuff comes in because yeah. you, you're never really too sure what, what you're mm. going to come up against, which is, is good and bad. I think I've... I had mixed experiences, mixed experiences with the maps that are being created. Like some of them, um, like a big part of that that game is trying to get control of the cameras. So um, first of all, the cameras, if you get detected, are going to alert the rest. That, exactly, etc. But also um, on the flip side, if you can control them, that you can use them to get a good idea of what the map yeah. looks like. Um, and some of the cameras end up being in weird positions. Yeah. But other than that, I think uh, procedurally generated seems to make sense for that kind of game because uh, it's. You, you, I get the the idea that you you're meant to um, mess up a little bit because it's got permadeath in, yeah. Um, and each campaign feels quite small because you, it starts off and says you've got seventy two hours to prepare for your final mission. I guess procedural generation must be harder for buildings than it is for like worlds in a way. I wonder way. if you can. I guess you can do it with rooms themselves they've split the rooms well, still, it's like I mean obviously like stuff like No Man's Sky the way they're doing procedural having these planets with mm-hmm. creatures and stuff you can kind of afford it needs to look real it mm-hmm. needs to feel rooted in reality but you could probably fudge a lot of stuff whereas like stuff like buildings yeah I guess it needs to be tight buildings are mm-hmm. there are there is really specific rules about architecture that we yeah. probably just have is, in our heads there is a lot of that like I was saying like I'd spawn and in a lot of cases the mission would be find the elevator and the elevator is in the very next room next to me uh, I'm like uh, that's yeah weird. but you, <laughs> like, even then you still need to yeah to so you've got 72 hours I think as, as far as I I am aware the, the the purpose of going on those missions is to earn money, money to yeah. be in a good state for that final mission I don't really know what that final mission looks like oh I've only played a couple hours as well Same. um but yeah, so you could just escape at that stage, but I guess really you want to go out. Ah, so it's like most likes you want to make sure you actually rinse it. Yeah, and yeah. also that 72-hour limit means that there is a finite cap on how much, um, you know, credit, how many credits you can earn by the end of that game. So I guess to be in a good state, you really need to to get the most out of each level, which I, I like the idea of. I think it's... it. Um, mm. I'm hoping there is a little bit more variation. Like you said, yeah. most of the... The levels, the structure that gets the elevator get out with a load of cash. Yeah. Getting, get I like, out. I like the alert system it has. Like, it's got a kind of like a dial at the top, which fills up a bit um, every time you make a move. So you start off and there's not really any enemies about. It will just be cameras and maybe mm-hmm. like a uh, like a wall of lasers or something. But every time you make <laughs> just, a move, you know, it's just it's, one it's of those little laser game, walls like a building. <laughs> Um, so every time you move it fills up this little bar and uh, at, when it goes all the way around it levels up and then increases the uh, kind of security measures they take so the cameras uh, it will send in one or two enemies and then right. as you keep the, the longer you take the more you explore it gets harder and harder by the end like I've been up to level 5 or 6 yeah, same. and I've had like enemies that are armoured and pistoled up and like it's it's crazy by the end of it but um, Actually, I, I like that system. yeah I thought that was really interesting because generally stealth games are about patience like you mm. you you wait in one position you see a guard and you try and figure out what their patrol pattern looks like and then at the right time you take them out and there is an element of that you can't rush that because your agents are quite squishy hmm. but the fact that that alert system's always going means that you have to move quickly it's kind of like in um, in XCOM with Enemy Within the mild uh-huh. meant that you had to start acting differently within the game you had to start moving quickly and yeah. that alert system is like the mild countdown and um, I, I like it I, I it 
it stops the game from feeling too comfortable, I guess. Hmm. It's, it's kind of like a adds a risk reward to how much you want to explore and how much you want to chase. You've got to do that in uh, a lot of roguelike. Well, not not all roguelikes, but the thing is, because so many roguelikes with dungeons, I mean, I, I, I play a lot of uh, like Dungeons of Dreadmoor and I played uh, a bunch of Eldritch, which has been on sale this week. It's a great game. Um, but a lot of them, it is that thing of being like, well, even though sometimes it's boring, you think, well, I should go and check everything on this floor. I need because everything you it. might not need everything in it now, but when you get to the third floor, you'll be wishing you had that extra <laughs> bit of experience or money or whatever. Yeah. And that's okay, but it's kind of nice when you have that sort of thing of being chased down somehow. I completely yeah. did that as well. I failed um, a, an actual playthrough because I got really greedy. There was this... Um, I, I hadn't seen that many different ideas because I just started the game but then suddenly there was this room with like three layers of lasers and two guards with inside it and a terminal that you had to hack to open the safes in the room I was like this is this is your big payout Chris <laughs> this is how you how you make your name out here and I I fudged it I spent way too long trying to get in there the alert system went crazy there was too many guards yeah I and both my agents died yeah end of the game you don't you don't come back oh, from that. Someone should make like a Resident Evil Nemesis style version of Diablo, where instead of going down through a dungeon to find Diablo, you're going down through a dungeon while Diablo follows you down. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to keep getting as deep as you can. That, that's that would an be, amazing idea. Yeah, yeah, really I had a, good. I had a similar thing where I was still my ideas. And <laughs> it's already gone. I had a similar thing where I was exploring and I was really, really I wasn't paying attention to the actual meter and not a, and keeping in mind that I would have to eventually make my way back through this area to get uh -huh. to the elevator. So I was just going ahead and ahead and ahead. By the time I was like, all right, I need to go to the elevator now. Turn around, there's like armored guards pistoled up and they're all like patrolling. Yeah. I'm like, oh crap. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess the fact that the elevator was so close to you ended up yeah, being it, it, it really ended up being, And the thing is that it's still doable. You have to be very, very smart. Like a couple of, couple of the characters um, had a, a move called predict movement, which kind of lets you see what the next thing they're going to do is. So you could use that to kind of place yourself strategically if there's like various cover points in the uh, in the each room like stuff like tables chairs sofas mm. that kind of stuff and if you move your character near it they automatically go into like a ducking animation where they're breaking line of sight gorgeous animation yeah it's really really good animation it's clear entertainment they'd be awesome and you can do stuff like closing doors and opening doors to either if you open it you can kind of attract someone or if you need to run past somewhere you can close doors so that it breaks line of sight and you can just carry on and carry on moving so eventually it is doable to make it back but it's extremely mm. difficult. Every, everything you just mentioned pretty much costs action points as well. Yeah, so and each do. character has a certain amount. So like, yeah, it, like even I think even the predicting the movement of a guard is great intel, but means that you're going to be able to move less that turn. I've been yeah. playing a, a roguelike in the past week and a half or so, which is like the complete opposite of that in the fact that it's, uh, it's called... Uh, I can't remember if I talked about this last time, but it's called... Um, Curse of the Necrodancer. Oh god, I really want to play that game. It's really good fun. I mean, it's, it's again early access, but I mean, I uh, I'm not good enough at the game to like have got to a point where I felt like I've hit any kind of wall with content. But basically, um, it's a game where rhythm based roguelike. It's a rhythm based yeah. roguelike oh. dungeon, and it, it's got awesome music. And basically, the way it works is it's like you have to just press the direction keys. And it is just using the direction keys mm -hmm. on the keyboard, just down, down, left, right. At the same time, uh, you have to just keep hitting the beat and going through a dungeon, killing stuff, and the enemy's moving kind of patterns, so you have to learn the patterns of the way they move, otherwise you're gonna get hit, and you collect treasure, but it has a nice thing, like it does what Rogue Legacy did, of having, um, so even if every time you die, if you collected some, some gems, some diamonds, you can spend the diamonds on permanent upgrades. Sometimes, that, I mean, there aren't that many permanent upgrades, it's more stuff like, this item will drop, 
Like yeah. now you'll get this armor in some of the chests. So you're always increasing your odds of being able to get further next time, but it is largely skill. But the thing is, you don't have to give an order every time. You can just stop and think. But for while you're stopping and thinking, enemies will continue to move, mm -hmm. which may be deadly. And secondly, you lose your coin multiplier and all of the disco oh, lights God, disappear. Uh, that, that second bit's Which is like, I know, it means you never do it, which means you're just constantly going, and I'm rubbish at it because I constantly make bad decisions and get hit by enemies because I can't, I can't bring myself to not like, you, know, you know how they're demoing that game, by the way? Like uh, On dance mats. On fucking dance mats. Which I'll, is... Like a roguelike on a dance it's mat. It's kind of PR genius and kind of dumb. Because the thing yeah, is, I, they I, basically, they've sent those YouTubers dance mats and... Most people aren't going to play the game like that. Yeah, but it's kind of smart. In the, it's smart PR mm -hmm. because they knew that if they sent loads of big YouTubers dance mats in the game, I would people would say, do it. Did you know they played on dance mats? And <laughs> it would be a funny video. People watch it. Mm -hmm. Whereas actually, I just imagine it being really fucking frustrating on a dance mat. Yeah. I think there was a dance mat mode which just loads easier. Ah, okay, right. That um, makes sense. But it's, it's a lot of fun on the on just on the keyboard. And uh, it's sort of like, I'm not very good at it, but... Uh, it's got awesome music, it's really fun. I heard that like, even when you're talking to the shopkeeper to buy items, that's even done in rhythm as well, right? Yeah, that's oh, it is, it and, and the, the shopkeepers sing along to the music, and of the music is badass. <laughs> but the only thing I'll say about it is it's kind of like, it's it's very functional, it works in early access. If, mm -hmm. you're, if, if that sounds awesome, then do check it out. But um, it's stuff like, it doesn't even have like gamepad support at the moment, which mm -hmm. kind of bothers me because I want to play it on a... A pad, yeah. and also it's one of these things where it's like this is a really good game because I just bought it because um, Quinn's he'll probably talk about this again in the future podcast because <laughs> he loves it. Um, it's like you've got to get this game. It's like a rhythm action roguelike. I was like sold. All right, fine. And I just, <laughs> I just bought it immediately. But then I was like, oh, this is really good. But I would have loved this on a handheld. Like this is such a handheld game. Mm. Or a console game, and, it's and it, it may eventually be that. That's the the thing with the access. Games, yeah, it, isn't it? Like, it probably I, will. I'm Hope sure playing Invisible Link now is, yeah. is great, but it will be better later down the line. And and it's like early access. You kind of just have to realize that. Yeah, you, it's like how how patient are you? Chris? The thing like, is, do you want to do you want to wait a little bit and 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 get the full yeah. experience? Oh, do you want to play it right now? But this is more a reminder for me of like when you buy certain PC games on early access, you, you're fine because mm -hmm. even if you just think, well, I'll sort it, I'm not going to play it for six months. Yeah. And then you play it later and go, oh, it's amazing. But with this, it's like, it's early access, but I then know that if it then comes out on PS4 you know, or PS yeah. Vita, yeah. I'm not going to get a copy of that. No. <laughs> yeah. And I'd probably rather play it on that because it's great you for just totally pick up and play well. five minutes. Sony would love to show that off at a Gamescom conference. I think it will, I would I would be very surprised if it doesn't end up on PS Vita, but just because it's such a perfect fit for the console. Mm. It's really pick and play fast. And the thing that's annoying, this sounds dumb, but because of the nature of the game, in the first dungeon, the tempo is very slow. And in the second dungeon, it's faster, etc., etc. And that's fine, but it means once you get quite good at it, the tempo in the first dungeon is so slow that there's something about, like, if, if you were sitting back on a pad, just very relaxedly pressing the buttons in time, it would be okay. But there's something about sitting forward on the keyboard and having to wait half a second every time yeah. if we press it that just feels very much like, oh, I don't want to be extending my wrist like this. Maybe I'm a lazy bastard. I don't know. Uh, I, th I, think, I think that's an issue with roguelikes in general. I think the, the reason... Uh, some games manage to do it better, like Spelunky is the one that a lot of people um, uh, mm. see as one of the best examples of that. But I think if you can figure out how to make the start of the game fairly easy to get through for new players, but also if you're an experienced player, you can get more out of it than usually yeah. would. If you can have a good start of a game, then it, feel, it makes it feel less tedious. I think that's the problem I have with this game, really, actually, is the fact that you your, your skill increase 
is it's mostly about knowledge. It's mostly about remembering stuff, like remembering that when you get the fireball spell, it does this and you can use it this time. Remembering that when you get this, you can use that. And understanding how all of the enemies work in terms of their patterns so you can kill them with the weapon you've got without getting hurt. But the problem with that is when you start back at the start, you can't fast track. You can't be like, well, mm. I know what I'm doing. And the way it's Spelunky, you can just do a mad dash and you could be super fucking awesome and you can get through the whole first four levels in a couple of minutes without getting hurt. In this, you're still kind of bound by the the tempo, obviously, mm. of the, literally the tempo yeah. of the, yeah, the way the game is paced. Game, um, so it's it's kind of, I mean, I still really like it, um, but it, it's kind of like, it's sort of held back. But having said that, I don't know. Like, there may be, because there are all these doors with different upgrades. I wouldn't be surprised if one of the doors I haven't unlocked yet mm. is like pay diamonds to make it so that the first area is like double speed or something. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. It is cool to be able to say rhythm-based roguelike though. And it's early access, so, so maybe yeah, so the thing is like that and people go, like me will yeah. be saying these things and they'll go, that's actually a problem. We haven't thought of that and they'll, you know. So it's very cool. And actually there's something else which, um, it's not early access, but we were talking earlier about uh, kind of, I don't think this is a roguelike, but it's grid-based and I'm going to be checking it out soon. So I'll definitely, well, I said definitely, I'll almost definitely <laughs> be talking about it on next week's podcast, which is um, Halfway. Okay. Halfway is a game which I only heard about earlier today. There's uh, a chap on Twitter called Rave of Ravendale. If you follow yep. me, he does a daily indie game thing. Yep. Basically plays an indie game every day and does a video about it, which is amazing. Um, but he put it up today and it's basically it's like a cross between XCOM and Aliens um, but it's kind of it's got a nice simple art style I think it's a lot simpler than XCOM but yeah I, I took one look at the video and I was like yeah I'm sold on this so I've got a copy of that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that and I've got high hopes for it it looks really cool yeah oh, that sounds awesome I mean you said XCOM I, th- I, I worry that I am just becoming this person now that that's there's there are certain there's a checklist you go through it and I'm like yeah I'm gonna play that game <laughs> yeah. I just can't I can't not it's it's grid based it's permadeath it's you know yeah. it's got roguelike elements I'm like yeah all right okay yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of replaying XCOM and I was listening to your podcast recently the last episode and you guys were talking about Fire Emblem and I was like oh man I want to play Fire Emblem again anything grid based like grid based <laughs> yeah. strategy right now I'm, just, I'm hot on that well I find anything grid based gets me in yeah. but yeah. because I've played so many of them I've got really high standards mm. so I get fucked off with them really yeah. easily and that's why we, as we talked about when we talked about Fire Emblem I ended up getting quite as, even though I put about 12 hours into it I ended up getting quite annoyed with it hmm. where it's it's quite rare that I play a game that I see all the way through and like XCOM I mean XCOM has problems but that was one of the few ones where I'm just like yeah no this is just good yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I have reservations about this but nothing that makes me not want to play the game I never finished it so I'm kind of thinking about going back and starting it all over well again. the ending's kind of a bit of a gimmick hmm. um, I won't spoil it but the whole thing with XCOM is it's kind of like a game that doesn't really have much of story and then all at the end just goes, oh, here's a bit of story. Yeah, you, I, I get why they did that, but I, I agree completely. It, it felt, that mission felt really out of place. They feel out of place to begin with, but then you realise that those missions actually break the game, in my mind. That's the only thing that I really have a problem with in XCOM is the scripted missions because the whole point is it's randomised mm-hmm. and you get screwed over by things you don't expect and especially an enemy within where it, it mixes up the AI a lot and aliens do unpredictable things and it really kind of puts you on your toes. Mm. To have these missions where the aliens always appear in the same places, yeah. it just feels like you're kind of taking advantage of the game because you're like, and this is the point where the thin man drops down there and he gets shot by six people. Thank you. It's like, we feel cheap. We mentioned uh, the Long War mod uh, just before the podcast started and um, like one of the best, thing that, best things that that mod does is changes 
uh, where the alien spawns happen really dramatically it is it is much more random yeah so uh, like you'll see the the pods which the aliens have dropped down on uh, as you're going through the map and there will be a group patrolling around the area but where those pods um happen is is much more random and, and it I, when would you played I think Long War you need to have played a lot of XCOM to really what, what is appreciate this? Long War <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> what is this I, what, is, what I, are you talking about it's a, it's, so it's a um, I thought it's it was a board game it's a user made mod um, that basically turns the game into I think like a 200 hour game or something oh, ludicrous yeah. you can actually you can put it on a faster mode um, yeah which I'm probably going to do um, yeah it's it's a mod that just changes loads of stuff about XCOM I started playing it yesterday for the first time and uh, because it's been a bit of a rough week for various reasons, I really don't feel like saving the world. You know, sometimes yeah, you're just yeah. like, I can't be arsed saving the world. It, but it, like, it's been made by a group of people who really understand that game, and like, I think mechanically, it's much better than the original version of XCOM oh, wow. ever was. I, I'm still not entirely sure about the pacing because I quite like. I quite like XCOM's pacing. I like the fact that I can get attached to a, a soldier and use them in all the missions rather than having to switch mm. them around all the time. But that that is incredible. Some, like, I mean, I've I've barely scratched the surface of it, but they've they've made a lot of major changes to the way the game works that work really nicely. Mm. I mean, the first thing is right off the bat from the first mission, instead of having four troops, you have six, and mm. they're all wearing vests, yes. which is alarming. <laughs> let me yeah, tell you, like yeah. Like arm um, sleeveless vests. I mean, like seriously, man, this is hot. Yeah. <laughs> no, basically, <laughs> suns out, guns out. Yeah, suns out, guns out. That that is the the, the XCOM motto in the war. Uh, but no, basically, the way it works is that the they're a bit more randomised. So some troops have like four health, some have five at the start. So they actually have like more or less health. Um, and then when they level up. Instead of just being like, oh, that guy's... Instead of it being like a tombola of being like, oh, you got another heavy or oh, you got an assault, mm. you get to choose two different perks. And based on those two different perks, basically there are eight classes. So you get four choices and each of those choices lets you choose one of eight Yeah, classes. so basically it, the end result is that instead of having, oh, yeah, he's my heavy, he's my sniper, it's like, oh, he's this weird mix of things that I've created and he's something else. Uh, and it, it makes the soldiers feel much more unique um, because they, they tweaked the whole thing and also they made it so that after missions guys get fatigued so, you, so like you, it basically encourages you you can if you're still shafted send them on a mission but mm-hmm. then they get wounded from the fatigue mm-hmm. but it basically means that you're less reliant on heroes in a way exactly. you have like you have a wider scope of soldiers I agree. you send more people on more missions they seem to get promotions a lot better as well mm. if, if it's a successful mission but then it has loads of really harsh things like um People, I love just reading the FAQ because it was like, oh, this is evil. People being like, oh, I cleared a terror mission and I saved some people and I still got panic. And it's like, yeah, well, people died. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it, people, it, people get panicked by that stuff. It's, it is, it's just an incredible feat. Like, the, the, there's a bunch of uh, new weapons, the aliens evolve over time. It, the whole thing mm. feels drastically wow. different. It's more of a, a head-to-head game in the fact that um, occasionally you'll have, this is just from what I've read, you'll have like a big UFO which will just land somewhere. And rather than being like scaled like the original game of being like you can take on anything providing... You have to just let them go. You just have to go, ah, no. Or you turn up on missions, you're like, oh God, these guys got mutons. And you just have missions where you just have to retreat. That that hardly ever happens in the original XCOM. You you do that if in... Very, very rare. You do cases. that when you fucked up. But basically. these ones, you're actually like the feeling of getting there, seeing that you just can't take on a group and going, okay, I've got to get out of here. Got to get out, yeah. Is is incredible, and the, the, I don't think the original game would ever really want players to do that. It's it is designed for people 
that have completed the game already, I think. Yeah. Because that's disheartening if you don't know. Thing, they've, that's got, they've got all their secret okay. tech trees going on. So when they're doing these missions and you can't stop them, it's because they're there for something that's going to help them. So it basically means it's... The problem is, is you're playing the long game and you can lose the long game, not mm. because you fail missions too many times, but because you let the aliens gain too much ground and they just get stronger than you. And and you could have been playing for an awful long time. Yeah, I mean, that's why like I can't... I mean, I'm probably going to keep it on the shorter game. Mm. And the shorter game is basically just like standard length, so maybe like 16, 20 hours rather than 100. But it is cool. I mean, I like the way that actually I didn't even notice. You just looked up into the distance when you said 100 then and just... Oh, man. The very thought of it just kind of hurt you a little bit. Well, I just switched on... Uh, I switched on Steam to, to load it up yesterday to have a look at it. Um, and I think my main problem with looking at it was that I wasn't... I wasn't taking it seriously. I was like, I'm just looking at it. And yeah. It's really hard to feel invested if you know you're not playing a game to win it. Mm. So I was like, oh, whatever, whatever. But anyway, I noticed I played like 70 hours of XCOM and I was just wow. like... That's, this isn't even the main thing I played it on. Like when it first came out, I played it on the Xbox. <laughs> so it's like you played seventy hours of XCOM after you've completed it three times. Right. I, I only played Enemy uh, Unknown, and I I got to there's like a DLC thing. I just remember it for some reason I've just got it linked to China. Like yeah, it's like, yeah, slingshot, See, yeah, Asian DLC. I, so I was playing that, and, and I got DLC, yeah. got like in a really bad situation and I wasn't saving properly doing multiple saves and all that stuff or whatever and I just like reached a point where no matter what I did they were killing me so was, that's where I just abandoned the game I was like I, oh, I'll have to start again I'll do it later and then didn't get back to it and Enemy Within came out didn't touch that so now that I'm considering going back I might just buy it on PC and, and go oh yeah you definitely should because the thing is I played it on PC and I really couldn't get my head around the um, playing on a PC basically <laughs> especially because of the way it often works with I don't know, like, I found it a bit weird that you can use the num keys, and there are shortcuts and stuff, but basically I, I played too much on the Xbox. But you can just plug a wired 360 mm. pad in, and it, it's basically like, mm. it's like playing on the Xbox, except the graphics are really, really nice, and there aren't any load times. And you can do ridiculous mods. Yeah. But the mods, I mean, even the way they've changed it so that when aliens get intercepted and stuff, I, I hadn't realised how much I've missed it until I started playing Long War, and I watched my fighter chase a UFO. And I was like... Oh, because yeah. I remember in the original XCOM, I used to remember the tension of just watching them chase it, being like, are they going to be able to catch up? with Because often in the original XCOM, like, they wouldn't. Hmm. They'd chase it around for ages, and then it would get off a bit, and it would be like, we've lost it. So I, like, I missed out on the original XCOM, but I just played uh, Xenonauts a, a couple of months ago, which is a reimagining. Yeah, like a massive It's homage, not by the yeah. same guys, but it's, it's, it's a... It's completely based around that game. That that when that music kicks in and you watch the uh, your fighters chase after the UFOs, it is weird to see how. I, I get why people some people didn't like Enemy Unknown Unknown now, even though I think it's yeah. one of the. I still think I think they're really different games. Mm. The original Common and the remake. I think they're both some of the best games ever made yeah. in their own rights. But I'm enjoying Long War just because it's just throwing up a different set of rules and it, it's throwing in loads of old school PC gaming stuff, which is horrible, but also really really good yeah um and yeah like just it's just a different game and that's cool and it's a bit strange because it's like it looks like the same game but you start playing and go this is just on the first um ufo mission i went to um i was having to fight an outsider the outsiders like, are, are they, i think that was one of the one of the things they wanted to address the outsiders are tough they yeah. they regenerate they're way they've more got, powerful they've got 10 health and yeah. they, they they whenever they go into like Overwatch mode or hunker down, they gain like three health per turn. Mm. And that, so. that's great because they're they're the, they're like 
seen as the heart of the UFOs in, yeah. in some ways. Um, but it was mint. It yeah. was like I had a team of six people all flanking, all waiting for the right moment to run, all waiting for the right moment to take a shot. Another really simple thing they've added, which is really smart, is you can do now, rather than just being like, well, I've got nothing to do, so I'll go into Overwatch, you can have, like, with some of the guns, you can have steady aim. So you can basically oh. be like, they're going to take a better shot next time. And all those shot values are bullshit. It's like, do you want 27% this turn? Or do you want to wait a turn and get 47%? And you're like, don't make me choose. Don't make me choose, you bastard. But then the way they've done it, I mean, they've basically, they've done it so that uh, the original sets of weapons, there are three you can choose from. You can have an SMG or a, a rifle or an assault like carbine yeah there's, yeah, there's a difference between a carbine and the rifle but then they basically they've used the assets from uh, the expansion uh, enemy within to make it so you can use the exalt weapons now that their skins are now or vice versa are now like the equivalent of gorse weapons mm. or gauss from the original XCOM mm. so they've added in like like more tiers of guns I, I played it before an update which introduced sword off shotguns as a yeah sword off shotguns which Loads of games have sort of shotguns in. Never been as excited to hear that as hearing Long War now has. Well, it's basically it's a single shot secondary weapon. So you only fire it once, mm. but it basically just means you can have somebody who just runs up next to them and oh, they've done they've done a lot of stuff. But it was just amazing. It was like I'm playing this insane tactical fight, and I, I love the fact that one of the things the FAQs again is like I'm having a real problem on this UFO mission. It's like oh, is it a landed UFO mission? Because you don't really want to do them. Yeah. <laughs> like shoot them down, and most of the aliens would be dead. But if you go one that's just landed, there's going to be loads of aliens there. <laughs> Um, so yeah uh, so we've just done our, our traditional trip yeah sorry about that it's fine it's, fine. it's not your fault it was going to happen anyway but it is, it's almost a tradition whenever it's me and Brett on the podcast XCOM. we talk about XCOM yeah. inordinately mm, so there's hand gestures that's it it's just get did anyone, did anyone play PT yes yeah yeah but no but please do what do you think of it I, I had a lot of fun with it I played it on the so it was announced on the, the Monday during the the conference Game yeah and we were in the office at the time and we thought you know what this, this makes sense let's just do something with this new demo that's come out it'll be fun to just do this evening I, I said I'd do it it'll probably only take 15 minutes it'll be fine it'll be some, some weird horror game and I sat down thinking it's going to be some weird horror game started laughing about the idea that it was an interactive teaser and then I was in the office for five hours two and a half of those were spent playing the game two and a half of them were on NeoGAF just going what the hell's going on yeah. it was um, I compared it to like when I watched Lost for the first time and after every episode you go online and check the forums and everyone had these crazy ideas of what was going to happen yeah like do you hear that theory about Lost that the writers just didn't have a fucking clue what they were doing yeah I did I did theory <laughs> but at the time <laughs> I was being confirmed now obviously yeah. at the time that people were, were no, so no, sure no, that just it, like, everything was going to be everything was going to get worked out was, that polar bear meant something man and um, <laughs> so that that's that's still happening now to I don't know that there's been an official guide to how you complete that I know some people have managed to do it in 15 minutes yeah. I spent 5 hours just walking around see I, I played it for about 2 hours and there's a bit where you reach I reached a point where I was in a loop and I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to be doing and like about Two hours, this is about two hours, and I was just like, this is bullshit. Mm. I'm out. Like, just left it there. I had a lot of fun playing yeah, it, same. and um, it's like, it's, I mean, it's a lot of the same tricks that Amnesia uses and, and Penumbra and that kind of thing. It's very scary, and I found it like. Well, at weird, first, weird, so yeah. I, I agree. By the end of it, by that, once I got to about three or four hours, yeah. I just started like, I recorded something at a time, and you can see, like, when I first saw the, the, the scary lady woman that you may or may not have murdered, yeah. completely freaked out, like, legs went everywhere. So, how did, I mean, basically, I was just, I was in another country when all of this yeah, happened. I missed out on all the fun, so man. It, it didn't happen for me. 
Uh, yeah, because actually, yeah, I, sh well, I should know actually, if you're interested in the XCOM board game, I was out with Shut Up, Sit Down, the other guys, and we did, today went up our live podcast where we do talk about the XCOM board game quite a bit. Yeah, I won't do that here now, because I've just talked about XCOM for ages. <laughs> if you're interested in that, then go and check out the Shut Up, Sit Down podcast. But I don't, yeah, like I, I miss this. They just basically say during an announcement, they just popped you up can on download this free fucking demo. Yeah, they were like, they showed... They showed something. It barely showed any gameplay. Yeah, Kojima just left the stage. Yeah, I think. he's he bounced. But I didn't. I didn't get the 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 relation there. I just thought they were just going. Oh yeah, here's a demo you can play. It. Yeah, and that's that's all I got. PT. I didn't, yeah. didn't get the the link at all. No, um, neither. No, and no one got it. No one understood. Tito trousers. It's playable teaser. That's very well done. Oh, that's yeah. literally what he said. He goes, no, it's just called playable teaser. People are trying to figure out what the PT stands <laughs> what for. That's you? amazing. Like, no, it's just I've got a lot of time teaser. for that. Yeah. Like, we, could, we just couldn't be asked. Yeah. So he, he left. So everyone just thought, oh, it's just one of those many games that they've just slotted into yeah. the kind of like a roulette of uh, montage thing of games mm. and then it was out now. So I, I thought about playing it then and I was like, you know what, it's just some teaser for a game. I'll, I'll leave it until later. Yeah. I thought about like, I should, I should do a Let's Play on that and I was like, ah, it's not probably not going to be all that important I'll do it tomorrow nope it's Silent Hill <laughs> and all this other business and it's just like oh crap they yeah. probably stole the show with that yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I think, think it's, it's the only thing people are still talking about best that's probably yeah. gone without yeah. doubt yeah. Yeah, the yeah. thing is I didn't feel like I'd missed much because hmm. I was I was, obviously, I was doing other stuff but I, I every night before I went to bed I'd just go on Twitter and just hmm. have a look I was because I was partly on holiday partly working and it was just like the fact that I wasn't seeing XCOM 2 anyway, I was like, nah, mm, fine. Because when they announce that, they will announce it at Gamescom or around that. I honestly believe that. But. Hmm. Yeah, like, um, it's weird. Like that, the, the there wasn't much going on, though. This and the PT John. thing was was raced over. Like they mentioned it so yeah. quickly, and yet that is by far the, the thing that people Card do. trick, classic. It's, it's great. Very good. And yeah. it's so exciting because it, it's nice to see, like, game marketing using the strength of games. I think um, I, I can thinking back to the Stanley Parable demo as being a, a, a good link to that because that used the strength of it used that humour to make fun of demos and mm. it's a slightly different feel to it but yeah. made me much more excited about the game and you know we watch a lot of very very impressive looking trailers during shows like Gamescom and nothing compares to getting in into an actual game and then having no idea what was well, going also on also the problem with the way big. that these trailers work is that they are run through the same are like they're all based on because it's big money mm -hmm. right when, you, when you're launching a big game it's big money and it means you, you, they're all made with the same data they're made yeah. with the big market data uh, from market research and what they know about what sells and stuff and it just means it, it all just comes and that's the thing I found about E3 this year I just found a bit like I can't be arsed looking at E3 anymore mm. not because I don't want to play the games when they come out like when I, I'll happily play a lot of those games when they come out but when the way that they announce them just like everything's the same yeah. like this year was just like all, all of the games were four player co-op and it was like every, all the demos had a, had a twist but now we go to four player co-op and it's like oh I just fucking have you, have you been keeping an eye on Metal Gear Solid 5 I haven't actually they have released they showed off that first area the Afghanistan area the kind of like the awesome awesome playable demo thing right they have re-released that like five times now <laughs> <laughs> they re-released it today. I was like really excited. Oh, big, yeah, big multiplayer I, I, reveal coming from uh, coming for yeah, Metal Gear Solid multiplayer. You're finally going to see what the uh, Kojima LA studio is doing. It starts off with that entire run through of that demo, and then at the end, there's a bit where they show Snake running around Mother Base, and he's just playing the exact same kind of game. He's just stealthing through this. Is, the, like, same is Mother Base the like? 
that's your that's your that's your home zone where you and there's like a multiplayer element to it now yeah so everyone's got their own mother base it's kind of cool everyone has their own mother base they kind of build upgrades to it they set it out how they want put troops where they want and that kind of thing but you can dark soul style invade someone else's mother base and Mm. kill their troops steal their shit and do all kinds of make mischief there and so they showed a bit of that but for the most part it looks like you're just playing Metal Gear Solid outside of Afghanistan in a weird like tanker area and then it ends by like a rocket comes out of nowhere and lands in front of Snake and Snake dives out of the way and then it pans to where the rocket came from and it's another Snake and they're like (laughs) but yeah found out it was like that is that was the worst way you could have revealed that possible Snake (laughs) it's just terrible but they keep re-releasing that trailer as a huge fan of Metal Gear I'm sick of it I don't want to see it yeah and also you kind of like you you wonder there it's like are you just really adamant that you don't want to spoil anything else mm. or have you just is it going yeah. a bit slow like, you <laughs> not my, worry. my worry is that it's going really slowly yeah um, i mean it's got it's out next year i think so i'm hoping they're gonna start showing more but i'm, I'm every time they show that same area of the game i become a little there more is that, suspicious well, there's that it's the problem isn't it with the step up because we saw that with like final fantasy uh years ago when final fantasy first stepped up away from like the kind of 2d backgrounds mm. and 3d characters and stuff and got into like the kind of 10 and all that era like was you had this massive disparity because they were like they, they, they clearly invested a lot of money into making some of the areas look beautiful and then some of them just look like dick <laughs> because it was like they were just it was they weren't used to the step up they weren't used to dealing with it and the Fox engine for those guys uh, was just such a big mm. jump it's like have they have they cashed a check that their ass can't? <laughs> that bank? engine seems to be quite versatile. Like it's meant P- yeah, they, they use it for PT, PT so and a, a lot of they uh, using yeah. something else as well. I guess yeah, I, I imagine Konami are using that as their proprietary engine now. I mean, they're using it on PES as well, aren't they? Right. Um, okay. But it's, it's I smart. Mean, it looks really nice. It, it, they're kind of tricking everyone by there's a lot of asset reuse. You're basically walking out down. Have you played it? Or seen a lot of it. Oh, PT. Yeah, I've seen screenshots of it. It looks like a gallery with the lights off. You're walking down mm. this uh, hallway in a house over and over again. So the idea is every time you open a door, the you're going through uh, like same a dimension, corridor. but you're always ending up in the same area. But it's just another weird dimension. Up until you you haven't done what they wanted you to do to trigger the next yeah. one, and then you kind of go around pressing X on things. Yeah, it's it's literally <laughs> like the, someone described it. Eventually, you reach a point where you realize, oh, I need to actually do something, yeah, like trigger is. something, because like, I reached a point where I had, I don't know if you got it, but there's like a weird, some sort of like fridge it's hanging fridge from the roof, the and there's a body in it, and it's just screaming at the top of her lungs constantly. That's not nice. And no. as you're trying to figure out what to do, you're listening to it, and eventually you're like, Jesus. I think that's, that's actually this. a good example of the, the problem we were talking about before. I first, like, I heard when I walked into that, that next uh, reset, um, mm. I heard those screams and I was like, oh God, I don't want to work on this corner. Saw the fridge, saw blood dripping out of it, thought, you know what, that is a scary prospect. Mm. And yet, half an hour later, I hadn't figured out what it, what it was. Yeah. I think it's the writing on the wall that you need to yeah, switch Yeah, so you've got to basically like hit the R3 button and it zooms in a bit on, on something and that's how you trigger it. But you are actually looking for like pixels to, to zoom in on. It took me a long time to to grasp that so that fridge by the like first of all very that scary that was where I got to in and then alright oh, well it just I just got so annoyed with that noise I constant screaming start, went from scary to annoying and that mm. is the, the PT experience I think mm. it starts with very scary it's, it's really clever because what I think what you're supposed to do is like there's 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 a, a message written on a wall it's like I, they're coming for me from 
and then there's another word written over it's there. It's hello, so on, the other hello on the other yeah. wall. And when you look at that message and then look over there and look back, a letter's disappeared. So apparently it's so like you need to basically you, you do it with the first you just do it with Hal you leave the O and then Hal it says what, what was the other one from they're coming from Hal and then like that, if you yeah. leave the O and walk yeah. through the door it it's a new the, the next step that yeah. that's pretty much that is PT that, that conversation clever, right there is exactly what PT is a clever puzzle yeah. and there's but like, imagine if somebody's yeah. screaming out while you do it it gets it's really frustrating and there's a baby in a sink at the same time which also not even a baby it's like a fetus it sounds like a really bad weekend at Butlins it's not great it's not a great time I don't like I mean that's the thing is I find this stuff fascinating but it's like I kind of I didn't I saw everyone go oh my god about all this stuff and I'm just like I don't really play mm. I don't really play survival horror games or horror games mm. um, I'm interested in seeing how this kind of translates to Silent Hill because I'd be very I, like pe- I, I know some people are worried that that kind of ambiguous style and the fact the, mm. the, the frustration will carry on to the game I'm very surprised if that happens anything like because at I, the I end agree. of it it just you know they show Norman Reedus and it pulls out um, into a third person kind of perspective kind of thing I think this is just an, them saying look we know how to do scary yeah. kind of yeah, um, maybe not puzzles all that that's well. That's the worrying thing, I suppose. It's like everyone was sort of acting. I mean, as as an outsider, everyone was acting like it was the return of Silent Hill. When it's like Silent Hill games have been like around and still going, and like mm. like so Downfall was only a couple of yeah, Downpour. Downpour, Downpour, yeah. Downpour. Downfall. Downfall. Yeah. Downfall. That's a different thing. <laughs> yeah. That's essentially. And it was a bit, <laughs> a bit wonks. I don't yeah. know. It's like the sort of thing of being like, is it going to be? Is it going to be good? I mean, it might be. Mm. I don't know. I don't want to be a downer on it, but it's like it's not like. It's one of these weird things, and it might be that they have internally. Japanese companies have a weird thing of not liking to accept failure. Yeah. A lot of Western companies we see do it, and they get beaten up for it, sure, but they actually come out and say, we got that wrong. Mm-hmm. You very, very rarely see Japanese mm-hmm. companies doing that. And uh, I do wonder if, if they're at a stage where they're like, oh, we've really messed that up. Let's get it good again. Yeah. Or if it's just going to be wonks, but pretty. Regardless, I think that just looking at that PT demo, whatever you want to call it, that... I think we're going to see more of that stuff. I think we're going to see more well, interactive we'll teasers. We'll see it because way too many times. We'll, yeah. we'll be fucking bored of yeah. it. Yeah, and I, like, there's going to be some really bad versions of that, and I'm kind of excited about that I'm prospect. I'm going to spook the <laughs> shit out of it. Whenever there's a new demo, I'm just yeah. going to pretend something insane's happened. Just get yeah. After Effects ready. Oh, my God. Yeah. The whole this, this, this Banjo-Kazooie 3 demo, like Did, Banjo's back. People, people are doing that now. Um, on that, so that Neogaf thread I was oh, really? reading as I was going along. Falsing stuff. People were saying like, Falsing. so I like, I, this sounds plausible. I don't, I, just, I don't want to believe it that you have to have a microphone plugged in and yeah. say, like people were saying that you have to say, hello, Lisa, which is bullshit. Yeah. But I, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if the demo was designed for someone streaming it through the PlayStation service with a microphone on yeah. to be the first to reveal it. But yeah, there was there's so if you go if you really delve into that, there's so many weird explanations as to what you need to do. And I've watched people complete that several times. None of them did it. And none did the same thing. Ugh. I, I kinda love that about it. Like the it's, Kojima's uh, Kojima isms about it. stuff like plug your controller into the other thing. Yeah. Exactly. If they I do that inside people because people are streaming this off, off console, right? And the person that yeah. the guy first was streaming. Yeah. I wonder. This is me being cynical. Where they tipped off? Who was the person who got it through first? Uh, it was. Uh, it was a girl in. I forgot her. I know her Twitter name. It's like Gigi. Yeah, I Gigi. think she is. She yeah. was a, a, a Twitch streamer. I, yeah. I wonder if right. they just like are able to like almost just go through and look at all the people streaming and just press a button and be like <laughs> them. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. There's part because, of the that. Like, whether if they can just go. This like I, I, wa- I want to say that would be pretty. I want to say that's that's though. really not that can't be true. But it's, I've seen different people play that, and they 
None of them do the same fucking thing. Yeah. It's so weird. Um, I mean, that sounds like crazy conspiracy theory, but uh, I don't know. I kind of wonder, because if, it, if that's the case, if there's mm. no specific formula, if even now the internet hasn't quite nailed it, mm. how hard would it be just to flick through and then just be like, because you can watch a stream and you can see what they're And that was the stream that Nagaf was linking to, because she got the furthest along. Precisely. Mm. That's the thing. You kind of just go, well, we can just do this one. And just but, flick a switch. Yeah. Then again. You could do that, because you'd just see what, you'd be able yeah. to look, look at the stream, know what their, their PlayStation tag is or whatever. And then just press the buttons. If it's an online, if it's a demo that that cannot be finished unless it's activated via an online switch, well, did, didn't then... um, didn't Konami have a stream the next day, right? And where they showed off. Uh, yeah, they had a Metal Gear thing, and it was it, it was briefly discussed. Yeah, people were were a bit weirded out that they didn't really talk about PT very yeah, much. Yeah, he said he was going to talk about it. Went over to do the discussion part of it and didn't mention it. At all. <laughs> so I yeah, barely mentioned it. So, so like, I wonder yeah. if. if Maybe that if if maybe that that that's the reason that shows that they didn't have that much control. Listen, all they I weren't know, ready for it. I don't know. Maybe maybe they weren't ready for it. Yeah, maybe they weren't ready for it, or maybe they they kind of were and they just decided they didn't want to talk about it yet because of that. They haven't got that much. Control. I don't know. But it's still, just the it's, part of me that makes me, makes me think like if they had the option to do that, if they had the option to choose when the next stage of the reveal happened. Hmm. Then you'd probably do that because people are really like they don't they don't like to be out of control with a lot of stuff. But yeah. like, mm. what do you mean we're just going to let them discover it? What if they don't? Mm. Um, I don't know. Interesting theory. I don't know. It I makes like it. It. If it's got to be online, then why not? Yeah. I'm just. We're all being watched. <laughs> we're being watched right now, admittedly by my cameras that I've installed in this room. That's like going. Yeah. Um, but either way, that as a marketing tool, genius. Yeah, it's absolute genius. genius. Like, it is. But we'll be sick of it in yeah. the same way yeah. that we got fed up of the Inception. About oh God, a year and a half ago, three yeah. years ago, whatever. And directly after the Inception. <laughs> Pretty much after Inception. Yeah. And then every game at E3 that year. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I tell you what I've been playing. I'll be really quick, but I've been playing. I've been playing after you guys. This is the cyclical nature of this podcast, <laughs> right? Is people mention stuff to me Dark and then King I go Dragon away Pass. and play it. It's King of Fucking Dragon of Pass. It is. King oh. of Dragon Pass is amazing. I've not played this. Uh, Joe Scrabbles from uh, OXM. This, 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 this is Quinn's fault. Quinn's, Quinn's uh, yeah, told Joe about it and told us about it, and now yeah, it's it. It's amazing. So it's a PC game from the nineties. I bought I bought an nice. iPad when I was in America. Because of the conversion I saw you rate. try and justify oh. that choice. I've got to be honest, right? I kind of convinced myself it was for scripting and yeah. script. And I, I will saw use you try and do this. But it's mainly because I really wanted to play King of Dragon Pass. And it was a terrible idea. I was on holiday with my girlfriend and I ended up just wanting to play Dragon yeah. Pass all the time. It's really good. I actually, I failed my first game after a long time because I was trying to be peaceful. And I think if you're peaceful, you fail the game a lot slower. Mm. Whereas my second game, I'm like, whoa! Yeah. And, I failed like three times quite quickly. I think I, I haven't played it in a little while to be honest, but I, I think I've I've tried about ten different times now. It's uh, I yeah. You don't. I keep annoying the beast folk. Like, <laughs> like so you. That's, you, great, isn't it? that's the thing is I love when I said I said like oh I started playing King of Dragon Pass and I got like tweets from, from Brat, one from Quinn's, one from other people. The mixture of it was amazing. <laughs> it was like I think it was you say. Don't don't aggravate the beast folk, and then someone else being like, "The horse swords are coming for your herd." And I was just like, "What the fuck?" Because so it starts off like... quite slow and nice, yeah. and you're like, "Everything's fine," and it's like you're just aware that it's really nice in the fact that it doesn't give you the warnings. It just be like you you just make decisions, and sometimes the consequences are incredibly dire. Um, yeah. And you have these advisors who can advise you on stuff, but uh, they, they they've all got their own. They've all got their own agendas, yeah. and sometimes you just can't trust them. Sometimes they're just useless. I like there's. Oh, I forgotten which uh, the, which one it is, but you can, basically it's like a trickster. Yeah, the trickster. Um, yeah. So there's like a, a, 
an advisor that will worship a certain type of god and they're, they're really really useful because they can do Euromal. things that people can't Euromal, that's it yeah. um, but if you have them on your on your circle which is like your group of advisors and you ask them for about anything the worst advice they give you the worst, <laughs> worst advice like you, it, I, it's a running joke but like, I, I had a thing where I was doing really well recently as kind of war clan I was just raiding the fuck out of everyone mm. stealing their cows yep. forcing them to be like nothing I had a wonderful moment where these people came over and said listen we just want peace yeah. uh, please like, we'll, like we'll give you 50 cows if you just leave us alone <laughs> and I just went no I want and they got, I got to choose how many I want. I was like, I want 30 cows a year. Cool. Yeah. Wow. And they were just like, you've ruined us. And they just left. C- and they meant that I, so I, then, I then got their land because they were next to me and they were like, oh, we've just taken their land. Because the, the whole the whole diminished, destroyed tribe, because I just murdered so many of them, just went somewhere else on the map. And it meant I had their land. But then it all went started going wrong because I had way too much land. Mm-hmm. And so everything was way spread too thin. Mm. And you don't see any of this stuff. It's all done with numbers and implications. But You can kind of, you, you see a little bit on the map in terms of like where your name is positioned. You can kind of get an idea of how much space you But it's very broad have. strokes. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's not like in Civ where you, you oh, see yeah, exactly it's, where everything exactly, is. Yeah, yeah. But it's done enough that it feels like, it feels really real. Um, I, I had a great moment in the last, the last campaign that I really remember losing was... Um, like you start off as a tribe uh, a group of people who just moved to Dragon Pass and it was going really well I think I was probably warmongering as well destroying other tribes taking their land and then you get to this natural stage in the game where you need to create a clan which is team up with other tribes to convince all the other tribes to to join together because there there will already probably be a clan that's doing that already so you have to do it for your survival and then as you start that I, I you know I did all the groundwork to get this clan together and then my the leader wasn't from my clan and I got so bitter about it I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't stand it and I destroyed myself trying to take control of the oh, clan that I man. formed which is brilliant like, I was the opposite I was like you know what I don't want to, I don't to, want to be in charge <laughs> I don't want to be in charge and so every time it's like how will you vote for the clan leader I'm like the person who's most generous yeah. so I was just creaming exactly. in just collecting exact opposite, powers yeah. and money and being like I don't want to be in charge whereas I was throwing my entire tribe's fortune away just like pick me vote for me Cal- this is the problem couch. is I then had the problem in the fact that I let my tribe be run by other people whilst bleeding them dry for so long that when I eventually thought I'm rich I'm going to do this the tribe was in such a state right, yeah. that they were like immediately trying to kill me because they mm. were like, you're in charge of the clan. Everything's fucked. We're going to kill you. And I'm like, oh God. Yeah. Ended up bleeding me dry and I ended up running out of money entirely because like... That's great. That's great. Yeah, Two it, was, it was a PR disaster. <laughs> um, but it is great. It's just there was one point where it was like some people came and said to me, we want to kill the leader of this clan. Like, because tribes are smaller, but mm. it's, clans are like collections of tribes. We want to kill the leader of this clan. He's gone mad. And they were like, we need your help. And all my advisors were like, apart from one, were like, yeah, we should help them. Like, you know, he, apparently we have heard damaging rumors. And one person was like, this isn't a good idea. And I was like, no, we're doing it. And I, I helped them and I sent an assassin. And it basically means then this clan, and we don't have a clan, we're just a tribe. This clan's like, you tried to assassinate us, get attacked by a clan. The numbers aren't even yeah. fair. It's not like a battle that's slightly harder than before. It's suddenly like, Here's eight times more troops than you can handle. And now your entire army is dead and they've taken about 600 cows. And it's just like you're left with this tiny mess of farmers. And everybody starved to death because the entire ecosystem got so destroyed that I had like more children than anyone else because all of them had been killed by war. And it's like this game is amazing. The, the way those uh, decisions are presented is kind of choose your adventure as well. So uh-huh. you'll get like a lovely description of what's going on yeah. and then 
four choices and you'll have the advisors to ask about what, what's going on. I honestly, that game felt so fucking new. Like yeah. in terms of like fresh, a uh, fresh idea. It's been so that no and one knows about it. It came really out in 1999 game. originally. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. That's the thing. It came out in 1999, which was the kind of the golden era of RPGs as mm. far as twats like me say anyway. And I thought of myself as being really familiar of all of those games of that era. This one just slipped through my net and mm. most people's because I've never met anybody who's talked about it. Oh. And yeah, I mean, I'm going to try and make a video about it, but it might take a little while because it's Is like, it out on PC? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's out on, well, you can still I get it on get, good old games. Yeah, you can get old games. And games. it's like clearly going to be quite dated because it's a game from 1999. Mm. Mm. But it's really good. And it's just, it's so different, as you say, to anything else. And I also like the fact you can just... The, the, what I love about this game is I found myself genuinely... I did this when I was uh, flying back from the States on my own. I was playing it. I found myself on multiple occasions just clicking the button and it coming up with an event or something. And because it has these running storylines going through it, like one thing, one decision you might make yeah, might not have an effect for five, ten years, mm. which is hours of play. And then the amount of things that pop up that I had myself literally going, like literally head in hands going, oh, for fucks. Like genuinely being like, feeling like you're in charge of this and you have people who keep coming back with the same problems over and over again. Like, and it's so frustrating where it's like, there was one point where I had somebody say, oh, this is really problem. And I'm like, well, let's sacrifice the gods. And they're like, oh, the gods accept the sacrifice. Everything's good. Wicked. Just killed 20 cows, but everything's fixed. Wicked. And then a year later, yeah, that, that problem's happening again. You're like, um, spend some magic to deal with it. Okay, the magic has fixed it. Brilliant. And it's like two years later. It's like, <laughs> it's back again. It's like, oh, I had this problem with this one woman that kept going on for so long until eventually I begrudgingly just selected the option, which was take her outside of the village oh. and kill her. Oh, God. I, it's the witch one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it was just like, I don't want to do this, yeah. but I've tried everything. And I, I think that might be randomised. I think people, you might be able to fix it. The but. people fucking love it. Like, the people in your tribe are, like, all about that. My yeah. will go straight up. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you killed her. Ace. Yeah. What? It does say to you at the start, it's like, this is a fancy realm and modern day ethics and morality mm. will not work. Like, well, they'll work a bit, but if you want to finish the game, which must be well fucking hard, yeah. if you want to complete the game, you kind of need to forget about that and behave like a king. Yeah, and and and, and a king that believes in these well and mad stuff. Exist. Yeah, like the, the the gods are very present in in the game. I and felt really wrong in the fact that I, when I started playing it, I chose the second time when I was being all like war is cool. Mm. Um, I made it so that like because you get to choose your tribe's backstory. I chose my you tribe's backstory. You did the slaves. I, yeah, I did. Yeah, you bastard. I still haven't got there. Yeah, it's good. There. You choose that as part of your tribe's backstory is that you took slaves at one point, and that's a good thing that pleases the gods. And I chose that <laughs> rather than being like, nah, we didn't do that, mate. We're not dicks. But I chose that, and it means you keep thralls, right? right? And it means you have like a family turn up at the gates asking you for help, and you go, they're slaves now, <laughs> and you make them slaves. But the thing is, your because people, your gods yeah. and your people believe in that, it raises morale, and it gives you magic, because you actually have gods that you please, and so like it's like, by being a dick, I'm pleasing the gods. Because that's what we've always done, because you picked that option at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you let them go... Or you, it's like when you get an opportunity to take slaves and you don't, it's like you've displeased the gods. You actually, you find yourself in a less good position, sometimes a bad position because you've angered your gods. And I mean, I don't think many games have this, the balls to do that. Yeah, these yeah days. that's pretty nice. I think that theme of like, that's a decision you pick right at the beginning of the game. And sometimes you'll just be rushing through that stuff. And there is those, those decisions that you rush just a little bit are yeah. the ones that always come back to haunt you. Um, oh, I think like Quinn's when he first mentioned it, Immediately mentioned, there's like a. <laughs> at the one ducks. point, you'll encounter a, yeah. like 
a, a small village of like I don't know duck people for, <laughs> they just for want like that word. and they're, they're like they're the friendliest ducks you've ever met they just all they want to do is just walk around being ducks and that's fine but like all your advisors will be well a good portion will be like they're I mean they're helpless you could yeah. totally steal all their stuff yeah. you do that years down the line there'll be massive consequences yeah it depends how bad you are like you can just be like look guys give us a bit of a yeah just a bit of something every year we'll leave you alone and that's not a problem like you won't have any problems you mm-hmm. might have problems a lot of time later but initially you won't but if you attack them take a land before you at know, first you'll be like yeah, yeah I've got this land yeah and then quite quickly like a whole bunch of other bigger animal folks turn up <laughs> going you do not do this and it kind of makes sense because the ducks all they're doing is farming food and you realise that like they're actually almost like there's they, they're, they're working with other people right, they just right, yeah. and it's like the clues are there that you just see them just making food and it's like how does that work like all they're doing is making food what, how much do they eat like how much do they eat do they need all of that food and it's like no they don't other things do yeah. you two have very effectively sold this game and it's funny so good- to see the, the duck people uprising <laughs> it's genuinely depressing like sometimes in a good way I had a thing in my last game I lost it where I just had a, the undead just kept attacking me constantly <laughs> and your options are like you either send out soldiers to try and find the undead and stop it or you ignore it or you try and rally nearby clans to help you fight the undead but the thing is I've been a dick and so none of the nearby clans gave a damn about me and basically my my armies just kept diminishing I kept sending out armies and the armies kept getting killed and it was like I just watched as my amazing fearsome town destroying army and they just it doesn't relent it doesn't it's not like most games where it's like oh we'll we'll, we'll give you a spike and then we'll let you feel like oh no they just kept coming and it was like because I wasn't stopping them and I had no way of stopping them and I had no relationships it's great it's really good I mean it's it's on the iPad I think think it came out on uh, like um Android tablets as well. Oh, sweet. I, I play on an iPhone too. It's not as it's not quite as good. It would be nice to have more space. But it's it, really difficult on an iPhone. No, it, it's it, it, it scales alright actually. Yeah, um, I, I haven't had too many problems. It's definitely not the best. If you've got the option, definitely go for an iPad. Larger screen spaces or a PC. Great. I mean, the PC version does look different. Yeah. Um, but I don't actually know how they I wonder if any changes have been made to actually the way the game plays at all I don't really know uh, the interface is very different because right. I've actually downloaded it on the PC because I thought I might capture, capture it on it PC easy, yeah, sure. um, just to talk about it but um, yeah I probably will make a video about it at some point but as, as you probably guessed it's a video that's actually there's a lot to talk about mm-hmm. so that video might take a little while anyway uh, we will quickly answer a couple of questions uh, Alice Brown asks do you think we'll see more celebrities after we see Normus, Norm, Norbus, Norman, Norman Reedus, Norman Reedus, I was trying to combine its names. <laughs> Norbus Reedus, one mega name. After that, in Silent Hill, what do you think's next, Chris? It's already happening a little bit, isn't it? But I, I, I don't know. I said, I, I said well, as soon as I saw that question, I want to see the Chuckle Brothers front something. Maybe like I've just, I've just finished playing The Last of Us, played the remastered version. I'd like to see them in some kind of, you know, post-apocalyptic situation. The their relationship being the the key element to it. Um, Here's a yeah. tiny bugbear I've got about The Last of Us Remastered. Mm-hmm. was watching shitloads of people on Twitter going, oh, well, it looks so nice, but I mean, am I expected to buy it again? No, you're not. It's not about it's for you. Me. You fucks. It's not I didn't about it the first time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the fact that like so many people in the games media went, oh, I just don't know if I'll buy it again. It's like, it's not for you, you selfish muppet. Mm-hmm. This is when you tell a friend of yours who didn't have a PlayStation 3 to buy it. Hello. That's the end of it. Like, I think, Jesus. I think that game's overrated. 
Oh, I'll kill you. Is it, is it because the Chuckle Brothers don't front it? <laughs> exactly. Is that, 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 that is exactly what a different experience. Imagine that. Tears at the end to me, to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, the Last of Us remade with the Chuckle Brothers. Mm. I'd pay that. I'd pay I, I want to see pound. Kanye West front anything. I just, I'm obsessed with Kanye West, so I'd love to see his ego front a game. Oh man, what would he it, be in? I'd love to see him take on something which just it doesn't make any sense like Kanye West doing it like would a only football be, game or something yeah. it would have to be something where it was clearly something he would not be able to do and yeah. yet he does it seamlessly yeah, yeah. like he's a warrior killing dragons or something yeah. <laughs> and just being like ain't no thing um, Leon Lambert sort of asks half a question he just says games where ambiguity and vagueness are disguised as arty stuff you just don't appreciate question mark I think that's called style over substance yeah. I think that's the question you're asking that's a reference to Hohokam is Which it? just came out, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that are talking about that game right now. I find it funny. People always phrase it like, it's just called style over substance. Yeah. And it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 I know what you mean. I would, welcome. I've seen uh, Jim is playing it, uh, Video Gamer, and I, I don't really see the appeal. Some people will mm. love that stuff. It's, it looks relaxing to play, but it's just, I don't know what a game is. I, I, to be honest, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really the type that plays games like Proteus either. I kind of need... Some kind of running objective, and maybe that makes me a mum person. It's for kids and mums. Yeah, there you are. It's fine. My mum loves Proteus. She's fucking. It's got little frogs in it's it. She hasn't played XCOM, but she played XCOM. She's not really. That's into why. That. Like, That's yeah. she <laughs> likes <laughs> mist. She likes pretty things. That's, um, hmm. She likes. I bought a botan- botanicula. Botanicula. Bot- yeah. yeah, I bought that. She loved it, and I hadn't played it, and I didn't have the heart to tell her for ages that I hadn't played it because I just bought it because I thought she'll like that. <laughs> and she kept saying, oh, "I'm up to the bit with the glowing things. I love it." And then she kept <laughs> telling me what she was doing, and no, I was just like, "I've got no idea what you're talking about." But she had a great time. Um, I reckon I was a kid. I'd love Hohokam. It'd be better than like watching. I think it's a ti- it is a time thing for me for like uh, I, discovering worlds and kind of like figuring out how the game mechanics are, how they work, and what I'm supposed to be doing when it's not obvious to me. That's something that I would have loved when I was you know a younger game game player. But now I'm just like I need to complete goals, otherwise my time is yeah. not being <laughs> valued. That's exactly it. And yeah. I just literally before we this uploaded a dumb joke video about mountain and the exact basis of yeah. being like. I saw a re- I can't remember where it was but I saw like a kind of it was one of those annoying articles about games where it was like saying why is it the games media love mountain but gamers don't and then didn't answer the question they posed in the article and that really annoys me um, but it was like the obvious the answer's obvious it's because if you work in games media you can get away with having a mountain on your desktop all yeah. day yeah. without people going what are you doing whereas if you've got a job you don't and you don't want to go home and look at a mountain like I like <laughs> it but if I worked in accounting I'd want to play something else yeah. I want to play XCOM or something because that's not what it no and that's alright and that's really, fine it? it's know. absolutely fine um, anyway one more question uh, we, we're rattling through these I'm afraid but uh, Andy Parsons asks I've just picked up the second Phoenix Wright game why have they given the prosecutor lady a whip uh, I'm, I don't play Phoenix Wright I have played the first Phoenix Wright and the answer to any question you have is because Japan because Japan it's the is, correct answer because Capcom yeah. Japan 10 that's points every, every, any question because Japan that's how it works it does get inc- I think there's, in the later ones there's a guy who's half robot so because Japan because Japan there you go I think in the second game there's a bloody lady who can speak to ghosts so you've got to get your questions that's in really order. useful in that sort of situation especially when you're trying to figure out who murdered yeah, that, that person it's like who, who killed you uh, it's this person you think it'd be useful it wasn't actually that it wasn't as useful as you think maybe she couldn't speak to ghosts maybe she's <laughs> really good at blagging it maybe I just misremembered that 
I think I've misremembered. <laughs> Thinking of your right. Trick. That would be OP. Um, <laughs> who, who this person? That lawyer is that way one. OP. That lawyer's OP. Get him out. GTFO. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll wrap it up there. I think. Thank you very much for joining us, chaps. As I say, like uh, Chris is as ever at videogamer.com mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. all the video stuff for there, carrying the torch. And you've been doing some. You've been playing some. Uh, yeah, you did a been, God Hand Let's Play. Recently. I'm, I'm going to be doing God Hand. I've started a God Hand Let's Play on my YouTube account, which is youtube.com forward slash Tamor H. Tamor um, H. Yeah, that's T A M O R H. That's the one, yeah. So yeah. I've started a bunch of. I'm kind of like just messing around with any video I want and seeing what people like and then going to build on it from there. Well, God Hand is a cracking game. Oh, man, so good. It's so, so stupid as well. It's, it's dumb ridiculous. As hell. Like, I came in and uh, I was playing it and my brother popped his head in. And he's like, are you spanking a fat man? And I was like, yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is how, it's how I roll. <laughs> now I'm going to kick him into space. That was, that was the glory days. So yeah. I kind of find it funny sometimes when I get these sort of fucking uh, uh, Muppets on the internet being like, what is your problem with Japanese games? It's like, no, I, I bloody love yeah. them. It's just they've gone a bit downhill lately. Yeah, they, they definitely have. Um, anyway, thanks very much for joining us and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.